Are we about to see 99% mortgages coming into the UK? Whether you're at the beginning of your property journey, looking to enter the market, or a seasoned professional seeking new strategies and insights, this podcast is your one-stop resource for all things property investment. Welcome to the Property Investors Network podcast. Let's embark on this exciting journey together and make your property investment dreams a reality. Hello, my name is Mark Fitzgerald and welcome to the Property Investors Network podcast, your show to help you stay up to date with the latest news in property investing in and around the world and the country, of course. So ministers have announced that they are now talking about potentially bringing in 99% mortgages. Now, that's not great news for landlords, but that is great news for first-time buyers. This is to try and start or kickstart the property market as it is at the moment. So here at the moment, you need a 5% deposit to buy a residential property in your own name. But the government are thinking about how they can appeal to the younger generations, but to the younger voters. Of course, we are looking at elections coming up in 2024, and the government obviously want to get the young people, the young voters' votes on board. So there is a real risk to this. And this is why I want to talk about it today, because we've seen things like this in the past that have worked very well, but all too often things like this can get out of hand. Richie Sunak and Jeremy Hunt have been discussing this topic at the moment, and whilst it's not setting stone and may not happen, it is still a potential risk to the property market, because what this could do is fuel a complete and utter fresh housing bubble the market could absolutely start to fly for no apparent reason other than everybody all of a sudden can start to get mortgages. That will then increase the number of people that are out there trying to buy properties, which in turn tends to send house prices at a scaling and alarming rate, almost to the point where the houses are actually being sold for what they're not actually worth. Okay, so we need to be very, very mindful of this. Now, they're talking about this before March the 6th. This is 2024, if you're watching this video now. Uh, and But, you know, at the end of the day, as I say, you need to normally put down a 5% deposit, which gets some good skin in the game. But also for a lot of young people with the way the economy is at the moment, with the way it cost of living is, people are still struggling to find 5% deposits to buy properties. Now, I do believe there should be a scheme to help first time buyers if that's what they choose to do. But at 1%, we need to be careful that what we don't fall into is the same trap that we had in 2008 when banks and lenders were starting to throw out 100% mortgages and then some. So in some cases, before the bubble, before the housing and the economy crashed in 2007, 2008, mortgage lenders and a lot of the financial reserves were letting people take out loans or mortgages on properties for 100% and some of them were 100% plus 10% plus 20% plus 10k plus 20k on top of that and then of course all of a sudden it got out of hand and we had the major crash where we saw banks going out of business we saw people losing money people losing portfolios and it was a real real mess now we do not want to see that again as savvy property investors 
And of course, you're not going to be able to do this on any second properties. If you've already bought a property, you are not a first time buyer. But again, it all has a knock on effect. So investors back in 2008 or pre that were able to buy and remortgage properties in the same day. Obviously, all of a sudden, the competition starts getting there. Mortgage companies and banks try to start outdoing each other. And at the moment, there's a lot of money sat in banks, not being spent, not being borrowed, not being used. And of course, they're getting worried. They are a business at the end of the day. The banks and the mortgage terms and the whole financial sector do not do things to help us other than to get us to spend money so that they can make money because if they're not doing business, if we're not buying properties, if we're not getting mortgages, they're not making money. So they've got to look at ways to, to improve this. Now, I think personally, the Conservative Party, if they did bring this in, it would be just all about the election. It would be all about getting the votes, showing that we are this. I think there's different ways that they can help people become first time buyers rather than having 99 percent mortgages. So in theory, somebody would just need to find that one percent to buy a property. OK. Now, sometimes that entices people to buy properties that are still not in a financial position to do so. But because they can actually get their hands on some money on 1% of whatever the purchase price of the property is, it can, as I say, start to really hurt the property market. A lot of people think in a rising property market where everybody's buying properties left, right and center, that is really, really good. It is to a point, if it starts to go like that and straight up and everybody's at it and doing it, it's not the best. Why? Because as they say, houses then become inflated in price. They become more than they're actually worth, more than the bricks and mortar valuation because people are outbidding each other. Now, in turn, some lenders then can say, well, we're not lending on that property because we don't value that price at that. And then you have to find more of a deposit, which then if people start getting into debt trying to do that, because they've got emotionally caught up with buying a property and it's the be all and end all for what they're doing. It's not healthy for anybody. Now, what the government have said right here, right now, is that they are discussing all of this. They haven't denied it. So they've said the 99 mortgage, the 99% mortgage program was still being discussed and said all schemes remain under review. So this might not necessarily happen. They could do a 3%. They could do whatever they want. At the end of the day, they are the government. But... It is on the horizon. Something, I think, is on the horizon. So it's well worth looking out for. And of course, as savvy investors, as property investors as well, we want to be seeing what they're going to do to help and support landlords in the coming elections. Now, conservatives predominantly are more inclined to help landlords than the Labour Party and things, whereas the Labour Party do put a lot of restrictions on landlords and, and don't always tend to look at landlords in a good light. I would say if you look at the UK market and you look at the landlords, you look at the amount of stock out there at the moment, there are some very, very good landlords. There are people creating lovely homes for people, you know, but there are still slum landlords. And of course, we only ever hear about the slum landlords. We only hear about the landlords that aren't doing things correctly, that are, are, aren't looking after the properties, you know, that aren't looking after their tenants. But tenants have a role in that as well, because you have good tenants, you have really good tenants, and then you have bad tenants. Okay. And of course, 
you always hear about the, the bad landlords or the slum landlords, but you never know if the circumstances were actually brought about through tenants not doing what they say they're going to do, not looking after the properties, not reporting things. Now, there are a lot of tenants that obviously are reporting things and things aren't being done. And I don't believe that's correct and right. And I think they should make it easier for these guys and girls to be able to complain uh, and for something to happen. But equally, I do think that landlords, okay, should also have the same sort of support for tenants, that the roles are reversed, that aren't looking after the properties, that maybe aren't paying for the properties, that are doing things in the properties that are illegal. Things like this should also be helped and supported. And I think a program of looking at how people can get onto the property ladder is great, but also looking at what is already out there and existing on the property ladder. You see, a lot of people right here, right now, a lot of younger generations that I speak to aren't all that interested in buying properties to live in. They would rather buy a property and have it as an investment property and maybe live in rented properties themselves because they appreciate the fact that a good rental portfolio that they own can, uh, can pay for their living. Okay, so we're all taught traditionally you have to buy a house. Yeah, you have to pay your mortgage off. And then when you have no mortgage and you're sat on a few hundred grand or if you're down south a lot more, then that's the good life. And it's not always the case of that. I think there's more and more youngsters now that are getting into property, that are getting into investing and understanding and realizing that by owning an asset, i.e. a residential property, it is becoming a liability to them. It's becoming a drain on their finances, whereas owning a property as a landlord is an asset. It is something that they're actually making money with that is paying for itself by having the tenants in there. But equally to that, it can help them pay for their own rents or their lifestyle. So there are two different ways of looking at this sort of thing as well. I do understand why they want people to be buying their own properties and living in their own properties. And I'm not against that. I do think, you know, if people want that security and they want to be buying properties, then they should be helping support to get people on the ladder. But equally to that, I do think that obviously landlords should be helped as well. The landlords that are doing a good job. And I do believe as well, if you're a slum landlord and you're not doing a good job, you should be struck off from being able to own other assets. They should be sold off or something should happen. Listen, I don't know what should happen. But at the end of the day, we've got to make sure that we're all on the right track. So this is very, very interesting news. You know, we haven't heard anything like this since 2008. The scheme would undoubtedly offer protection to lenders. But what plans does it have in place to protect? protect the borrowers. For me, a lower term, sustainable and affordable model needs to be found to ensure generations can be continued in the housing ladder. Okay, this is what they are stating themselves. So they are trying to look at ways that people can buy assets, that people can keep assets. So of course, getting onto the property ladder, it's going to become more and more difficult in this country. And schemes like this, could actually, in the long run, if they think a few moves ahead rather than the here and the now and the voters and getting everything that they want, could actually really, really hinder the next generation. You know, I've got sons myself, I've got children myself. So, you know, the 99% mortgages goes for a boom now. House prices then go skyrocketing up because everybody's busy trying to bid on them, obviously supply and demand. There'll be less houses to buy them. People want to buy them. So again, we get crazy, crazy prices. And for me, that just moves how to get into buying a property further and further away. And this will speed that up. So we need to be very, very careful in what we're doing. 
Is this the right thing? I don't 100% sure on this. I'd like to find out a bit more about it, see what the thinking is long term behind it. Will it be six months that they'll offer this service for? Try and get everybody in as quickly as possible, give the economy a kick and then bring it back. Or is this something that they're thinking they're going to roll out long term? If they roll it out long term, house prices are going to shoot up again. They're going to go back through the roof. Yeah, that's great for people that already own properties, so landlords and things, but it's going to make it more and more difficult for first-time buyers to get on that ladder because that 1%, whilst right here and now might be achievable, it's going to grow. That 1% is going to grow as house prices get bigger and bigger. And then at some point when they remove this, and they probably will, and they go back to a 5%, it will be impossible, impossible for people to get back on the ladder. And then you're probably looking at more of a housing market crash because it has to come back to some sort of normality. I don't like shots in the arm like this. I'm not 100% sure they will do this, but it's a very, very interesting topic that's come out today. So I just wanted to have a little chat with you all, make you all aware of it if you're not already. Keep an eye on it. And as I always say, we need to be the property professional in our area. Listen, if you need any help and support with your property investing, please do visit pinfurtherlearning.co.uk where we have free webinars, tools and resources for you to be able to help you on your property journey and to learn more. Equally to that, subscribe to this video. If you like it, share it. Give me some comments below. Maybe you agree with me. Maybe you don't agree with me. It's all great. Let's have a chat about it. Let's reach out. Visit the PIN community on Facebook and come and join us there. Over 21,000 members of that fantastic community. And of course, join me in the next episode very soon. Or if you're binge watching these right now, you take care and I'll see you there. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Property Investors Network podcast. Remember, investing in property is not just about numbers and profits, but also about building communities and creating a lasting impact. You can do this by checking out our website at pinfurtherlearning.co.uk. And of course, look to book onto your local Property Investors Networking event. We are here to help and support you every step of the way, and I look forward to you joining me very soon. Bye for now.